Our Bible reading comes from 1 Samuel, chapter 7, verse 3 to 17. And Samuel said to all the house of Israel, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the asteroids from among you and direct your heart to the Lord and serve him only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. So the people of Israel put away the bells and the asherahs, and they serve the Lord only. Then Samuel said, Gather all Israel at Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah, and drew water, and poured it out before the Lord, and fasted on that day, and said, There... We have sinned against the Lord. And Samuel judged the people of Israel at Mizpah. Now when the Philistines heard that the people of Israel had gathered at Mizpah, the lords of the Philistines went up against Israel. And when the people of Israel heard of it, they were afraid of the Philistines. And the people of Israel said to Samuel, Do not cease to cry out to the Lord on our behalf that he may save us from the hand of the Philistines. So Samuel took a sucking lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. And Samuel cried out to the Lord of Israel. And the Lord answered him. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to attack Israel. But the Lord thundered with a mighty sound that day against the Philistines and threw them into confusion and they were defeated before Israel and the men of Israel went out from Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them as far as below Bethkar then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called its name Ebenezer for he said till now the Lord has helped us so the Philistines were subdued and did not again enter the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities that the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel, from Ekron to Gath. And Israel delivered their territories from the hand, from the hand of the Philistines. There was peace between Israel and the Amorites. Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. And he went on a circuit year by year to Bethel, Gilgal, and Mizpah. And he judged Israel in all these places. Then he would return to Ramah, for his home was there. And there also he judged Israel. And he built an altar to the Lord. Please keep your Bibles open. And we let the kids go out with uh, Natalie. Let's pray for Reese before, before he begins. Father Lord, we want to thank you that uh, uh, this is a wonderful time you've given us to hear your word. How we pray, Lord, that you will... Uh, open our hearts and humble us. 
uh, that we may not reject your word or be proud or make excuses, but that we uh, may be humble to receive your word, to repent and to understand. We pray you use uh, Reese as a vessel in your house. Teach him your word. Change him and transform him. And then use him to teach us your word. Change us and transform us for the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, thanks for having me here. What does it mean uh, to repent? Uh, We had this question earlier, George asked helpfully. But what does it truly mean to repent? To truly turn back to something? Is repenting something we do when we become a Christian? Is it saying sorry to God and that's it? I'm a Christian now. I know what Jesus has done. I've said sorry. Now I can do what I want. I've done the hard part. I'm all good now. Is that what a Christian does? Says sorry, then goes about their life the same as the day before. I'm a Christian now, but I still have things that are just as worthy of serving. I'm a Christian now, but of course, I still want to make money, and more money than the person sitting next to me. I still need that, ne- that next tax bracket. I'm a Christian, but I still love my football team so much that that's all I can think about. Should we sit there feeling sorry for ourselves? Because the truth is, the truth is that we can't do anything because we're just so awful. I can't repent. I can't say sorry because I'm never going to be good enough anyway. So what does it mean to repent? Is it hard? Is it even possible? Uh, In our first point today uh, from this passage, uh, we see that true repentance is shown in what's important to you. True repentance is shown in what is important to you. Our passage today starts with, uh, it starts with Israel wanting to return to the Lord. They rejected the Lord uh, and it's been 20 years now. It says in verse verse 2 of chapter 7, just before our section today, all the house of Israel lamented after the Lord. We read that in the 20 years before our passage today, The Israelites lamented after the Lord. They grieved after the Lord. All the houses, every house, all of Israel was without the Lord. Maybe they moped about, but regardless of what they did and how they felt, they did not regain a relationship with the Lord. In this great story today, Samuel is telling the Israelites, God's people, what they must do to truly repent and return to the Lord. Because it's all well and good, lamenting and being sad, but that, in the end, achieves nothing. So Samuel, realising that they want to turn back to the Lord, he says, in verse 3, If you are returning to the Lord with all your heart, then put away the foreign gods and the Ashtoreth, so fake, not real gods, from among you, and direct your heart to the Lord, and serve him only. And he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. Isn't that odd? The Israelites were lamenting after the Lord. So I'm open about. Yet they still had false idols. It seems they did not even know where to start to even return to the Lord. So Samuel 
as the judge of Israel, the leader of Israel, he tells them exactly what they must do to turn back to the Lord. He says, put away the foreign gods and the Ashtaroth and serve the Lord only, and he will deliver you out of the hand of the Philistines. There is no room for anything else that is to be worshipped and served. The Israelites must cut off every aspect of this pagan religion that led them away from the Lord. But that wasn't it. It didn't end there. Samuel then called them all to a place called Mizpah, verse 5. And he said there, I will pray to the Lord for you. Samuel will pray to the Lord for the Israelites. We're starting to see just how important Samuel is. He needs to speak to the Lord for them. They need to do as he says to turn back to the Lord. Then verse 6, they drew water and poured it out before the Lord and fasted. Why would they do that? That's a bit odd, isn't it? Well, I guess it would be a bit odd nowadays if I just started doing that on the floor today. But both of these acts were signs of giving yourself over to the Lord. Total commitment to God. Possibly pouring water on the ground shows recognition that God is even more important than water that sustains life. Likewise, with fasting, this demonstrates that God has priority over even the tangible food, what we can eat and drink. And whilst they were there, they said, we have sinned against the Lord. They admitted that they had done wrong. They admitted that they had rejected God. They admitted that they had sinned against God. The Israelites listened to Samuel after he told them what they must do to turn back to the Lord. So how is true repentance shown today? Well, you can see clearly here how repentance is shown. You all need to get your bowls and your ashtrofs out of your pockets, throw them on the floor, and then pour some water on the floor as well. Then you have truly repented. Well, we, we don't do that, do we? Our church and our meetings would look rather different if that was the case. This was a way of humbling themselves before God when this story was written. What we see in this section of passage is that repentance is followed by the understanding that the Lord is all that counts. The Lord is the centre of your life. Humbling yourself to say, God is what is important. Putting God first. There's no room for any other gods in our life. As a Christian, have you given up the things that were the centre of your life when you were not a Christian? Is there anything in our lives as Christians currently today that means more to us than our relationship with God? Anything that we are putting first before the Lord? Samuel says, put it away. If you watch or talk about football, as I do, maybe a bit too much, maybe it means just taking a step back from watching or talking about it 24-7. If you care about making money all the time, and it's all about how can I get to the next level of money, recognise that that's not putting God first. If we think about that TV show all the time, and the characters are just so important to us, maybe we need to just take a break and recognise that it's too important to us. 
If all you can think about is what you cannot do anymore because age is catching up with you, is that recognising God at the centre of your life? We must humble ourselves as Christians. We must recognise that God is the priority in our lives if we are truly repentant. So is that it then? Are the Israelites all good now? They're good with God. Are we good with God now after that? This leads to my second point from the passage. True repentance is shown in trust in the Lord. True repentance is shown in trust in the Lord. Isn't it great? After 20 years of being separated from the Lord, Israel has returned to him. They have shown true repentance and did just as Samuel said. They fasted, they threw water to the ground, they have admitted their sin. But to the Philistines, God's enemies at the time, and the Israel's enemies at the time, this isn't good news. They've been ruling, basically had Israel under their control for the last 20 years. And the Israelites are gathering. All of them are gathered in one place. All Israel was there. It says, verse 5, this can't be good. So the lords of the Philistines, the enemies, they gathered together... And with their armies, they went up against Israel. What an awful, awful situation. This is a desperate time. The Israelites are afraid. What will it lead them to do? So what will they do? Will they scatter and run because all hope is lost? In chapter 4 of Samuel, I know we haven't looked at that, but the Israelites, they didn't trust God. In chapter 4, they didn't ask Samuel whether they should go to battle or not. Instead, they took the ark, which represents God's presence with the Israelites, and they took it as a personal weapon. They thought they could use God's power when and where they wanted, rather than inquiring of God through Samuel. Will they do the same as in chapter 4? Will they, will they, will they not trust God? No, they did neither. They said to Samuel, do not cease to cry out to the Lord, our God for us, that he must save us from the hand of the Philistines. This time, they turned to the Lord through his judge and priest Samuel. Their repentance was followed by true faith in the Lord. They trusted in him and nothing else. They trusted that through Samuel, the Lord would look after them. In chapter 4, we saw how faith in what is wrong and incorrect faith led to the Israelites' defeat. They didn't think about inquiring of the Lord through the Lord's judge that the Lord spoke through. Instead, they used the Lord's ark as a token for their personal battle. Here, however, we see total dependence on the Lord. Their repentance led to faith in the worst situation. If you are repentant and you turn back to the Lord, you will trust him. True repentance is shown by our attitude to God. If we turn back to God and trust him, then we will in any situation. The Israelites trusted God in an awful situation. Whether it's a bad situation at work with horrible bosses, or you've just received the worst grades possible at school... True repentance means trusting God in these situations. 
Maybe you have an awful neighbour who keeps you up all the time or they allow the kids to kick the ball at the car every day. Maybe you've lost your job. Or, or maybe you've been told you have 12 months to live. Repentance means we trust God in circumstances where you wouldn't have trusted anything beforehand, as hard as it may be. Maybe we are treated horribly for being a Christian. True repentance to the Lord means trusting him in these bad situations. But it's not all doom and gloom. In my final point from the passage, we see that the Lord delivers and restores the repentant through his judge. The Lord delivers and restores the repentant through his judge. So the Israelites, they've turned back to God. They've shown this in their actions. They've shown this in who they trust. But is this the end? Are they going to now get killed by the Philistines? No, verse 9 says, So Samuel took a suckling lamb and offered it as a whole burnt offering to the Lord. And Samuel cried out to the Lord for Israel, and the Lord answered him. As Samuel was offering up the burnt offering, the Philistines drew near to attack Israel, but the Lord thundered with a mighty sound that day against the Philistines and threw them into confusion, and they were routed before Israel. The Lord answered him. Him, did you notice that? It doesn't say the Lord answered Israel. The Lord answered him. Through Samuel, Israel will be saved. It's because of Samuel interceding for Israel. Samuel cried out for Israel and the Lord answered. The Lord delivered a repentant. The Israelites trusted God. They turned to God and he saved them from the destruction of the Philistines. Verse 11. And the men of Israel went out from Mizpah and pursued the Philistines and struck them as far as below Bethkar. Then Samuel took a stone and set it up between Mizpah and Shen and called it its name Ebenezer. For he said, till now the Lord has helped us. This shows the recognition from Samuel for the Lord of everything he has done up to this point. Verse 13 and 14. So the Philistines were subdued and did not again enter the territory of Israel. And the hand of the Lord was against the Philistines all the days of Samuel. The cities that the Philistines had taken from Israel were restored to Israel from Ekron to Gath. And Israel delivered their territory from the hand of the Philistines. There was peace also between Israel and the Amorites. We continue to see the results of Israel turning back to the Lord. The Philistines are subdued. They're not a worry anymore. The Lord does not allow them to threaten the Israelites for the rest of the days that Samuel was judge. The cities taken by the Philistines are returned. Israel even had peace with the Amorites, another set of people they had wars with in the past. God brought prosperity to Israel all the days that Samuel was judge over Israel. It was a good time. Through his judge, God delivered his repentant people. Likewise, we today are saved through Jesus. Life with God is restored through Jesus if we trust him and listen to him and repent. Through Samuel, 
by the Lord, Israel had restored land and prosperity. Today, through Jesus as our intermediary, we can have a relationship with God. The difference is, is that Jesus has restored our relationship with the Lord forever, if we are truly repentant. Genuine repentance means there will be a relationship with God because of Jesus. Through Jesus, if you are a Christian, you have a restored relationship with God and a future perfect kingdom with him. If you are a Christian, then look at this passage and see that genuine repentance means putting God first and trusting him in all situations. If you're not a Christian today, then please see this story for what it is. Beautiful. Despite us having rejected God, he will accept us into a relationship with him if we repent and faithfully turn to him. This is possible because of Jesus. If you trust in Jesus, the ultimate judge, the ultimate priest, he can lead you back into a relationship with God. This role that Samuel plays in this story, Jesus has this role, but supremely. The Israelites' land and prosperity were returned for a time, and they messed up again. But if you truly repent and turn back to God through Jesus, a relationship with God and a perfect home forever will be the result. Uh, Let me pray. Uh, Lord, thank you so much for that. Uh, through Jesus, uh, we can turn back to you, repent, trust you. Uh, please help us to trust you in bad situations when it might be hard. Uh, please uh, help us to put you first and nothing else. Amen.